welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do, tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, everybody. This is Heather and Deb, and this is episode 66, Living in Financial Security, The Skeptic and the Mystic. It has been a while since we recorded an episode because our last episode, which was a while back, a couple weeks ago, Deb and I went through the Empowered Belief Coding process, which is a energy clearing process that I had developed through a bunch of different processes that I had learned. And we went through Deb's fear of financial insecurity and wanted to wait until some things happened to, to do a follow-up and we're going to do that follow-up now. Everything still hasn't happened that you wanted, but we're going to do the follow-up now because we want you guys to see what happens when you, we can clear out these energetic blocks and these fears. And uh, you want to hear like straight from, from Deb, her experience, because she had never experienced the Empower Belief Coding process before that. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to say this process, um, it is super powerful. And with any kind of energy work, there's a compounding effect. Like you get done the session. Sometimes you can be like, yeah, that's good. I feel okay. Like feel good. Um, but it's like, as you go through life, you start seeing like, oh, this is differently. And oh, I wasn't bothered by this anymore. And it's so fun because it just keeps the, the effects keep showing up you know, in your life. And if you, you know, one session is great, but if you're doing, you know, multiple sessions, like, and just continuing to work on stuff when you're in a container, like that you have safety in, it's effing powerful. Like it's so powerful when we can work on these deep subconscious blocks. So Deb had not, even though Deb and I worked together before, I had not developed this process at that point. And so this is her experience with that process. So, Deb, <laughs> we worked on, you know, the, the fear of financial insecurity. And we, by the end, wanted to create a, the belief of, I have a healthy relationship with money. Yeah. Okay. Tell us like, just what you experienced, like just a little bit after, and I guess how you're feeling now. We'll start there and then dive deeper. Right now I'm like, it's almost comical to hear it. Cause as we talked about off the air before we started, like you have the document up, I didn't go and review like what exactly we had talked about. Obviously I remember on a high level what we had talked about, but um, it's interesting that we were working on eliminating a fear of financial insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I have since put in a notice to leave my job <laughs> and I don't yet have a new job specifically secured very very close to one so um certainly i can tell i can just i can feel a shift and so that above all and this i know you and i both talk about this often um that's always what you're going for anyway the feeling is the manifestation right and so i know there is 100 a shift in my perception of my own worth as it pertains to money and earnings. Um, And not this, what is it like? I don't fear being wealthy or think I shouldn't or, you know, because there, I think I had some underlying things around that, around like it's, I don't know, because I always historically would always have just enough and Mm -hmm. things would happen like we've talked about this a bunch of times before, but like stupid things were like, I wanted to was, I think this, I'll remember this correctly, but like I wanted to buy a couch and I needed like um, a couple thousand dollars or something. And as it turns out at that time, I ended up getting a nice bonus that was a little over $3,000, 
then got in a freaking car accident, had to pay my $1,000 deductible. So I was down to only the 2000 that I wanted or something, mm -hmm. which is just funny. And I remember you said to me, well, did you ask for that or something better or this or more or whatever, however you wanted to phrase it for that particular request? And I was like, no, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely now it's this or something better. And that's a beautiful way to segue into um, I have a very promising new job opportunity in front of me that has been the longest damn interview process I've ever gone through in my life. Right. Um, there have been a series of four interviews already. I expected that I would already have had an offer by now. And I just got a call to say, we want to have one more meeting because we have, you know, I don't know how many, but we have, they have at least more than one candidate that they're very much considering. And so they want to have one more conversation with me and I don't know how many other people um, to narrow it down. And I should have an offer by next week, but um, that's interesting just in that the way that these things have aligned in their unfolding as far as one job becoming so unbearable and not, I don't know if unbearable is the right word. I've known for a long time. It wasn't the right thing. Yes. Let's be clear about that. Like it has been a long time, like a yeah. year at least. At right. Least. You're yeah. like, I don't like this job, but I can't, I can't, I cannot do anything until I have something else. Like there's yeah. such a place of like scarce, like fear of yes. no, can't leave like that. And you were living in that for a good amount of time. Right. Okay. So that's the beautiful point is Nothing has actually changed yet in my bank account if somebody that lives in this world of reality wants to look at it, right? Right. And yet I'm like, I can't do this job anymore. <laughs> I have to put in my notice, regardless if this other one comes through or not. I need to create space for another way of earning money. Yeah. Um, and I know that ultimately I still do have this desire to have my own business doing energy healing and Reiki and teaching yoga and the sound therapy and all the things that I love to do. Um, in an ideal world, if I had a great savings account already in place in this moment, then I would just leap into that. It's I'm letting it, I'm letting it be revealed right now. That's kind of where I'm at. And it's almost comical that the it's, dragging out with this other opportunity. And this right. is again, what we were talking about before we even got on air is I have, I know that I'm in a place of like a different, a different timeline of myself, I guess. Right. Yeah. And that we changed something. I had some of those weird moments and like shortly after that, where it was like, I know these sound wacky to a lot of people, but like, I think you've had these experiences where you feel like almost like you just we're in a glitch yeah. <laughs> and like, it's like you jumped into another timeline. Like I've had several of those in the last few weeks. So I'm like, I know that my financial situation is changed. It's, I don't know how the, you know, I don't know what, in what way that's going to completely be revealed yet, but I know that it has changed. Yeah. And I overdrew my bank account last week. <laughs> which just made me laugh, right? Like one of them I got up and I was like, you have to be kidding me. And then I'm like, I don't know, like look at all this beautiful contrast showing me what I know. Like I just, I don't accept this anymore. I don't accept this, this level of scarcity that I'm living in. It's sometimes challenging because everything would tell me that I'm still living in it. And yet I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That ultimately, everybody says like, I, I want to have financial freedom. And okay, well, what does financial freedom mean to you? And they're like, well, if I was making $25,000 a month on passive income, I would have financial freedom. And I, and I tell them, I'm like, bullshit, that it will not. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because you're going to create a life that you're going to be matching what's going out to that 25,000. And it's going to be like, well, now I need this. And you're yeah. constantly going to be changing 
the target to, well, when I have this, I'll have financial freedom. When I have this, and you keep, you'll keep saying when this, these external circumstances are a certain way, then I'll have financial freedom. The reality is financial freedom is that is when you know that no matter what is happening externally, you can generate money. You can allow money to flow through you, to come through you, to, to, to come to you, to leave you, that you are the conduit for money to flow through. That is financial freedom. Because if you say it's got to be, I have it when I have this amount of money, you were anchored down. Like my coach was talking about them being like slave anchors, right? You're, you're anchored down, enslaved to that number. That's not mm -hmm. freedom. That's right. okay. Well, the bank account has to be this. So yep, I have freedom because it's this, but oh shit, it just ducked down. I don't have freedom anymore. Right. But when you can just look at the bank account and be like, okay, not the numbers I want, but you know what? I can change that. Yeah. That's fucking financial freedom. <laughs> that is. And I love, um, I love that you'll always hear Abraham Hicks and their thing say, um, I mean, I don't know that I hear them say freedom is a choice, but in my mind, freedom is a choice. And they're like, they're, you're so free, you can choose bondage. Yes. Right? They yep. say that all the time. You're so free, you can choose bondage. And that coupled with, I've started reading some of the work of Frederick Dobson. And then I started reading some of the Seth material. Um, again, these things are all kind of in that same space. But thinking of, in this, so in this like in-between space where I'm like, okay, I'm waiting to hear, did I get this job? Did I not get this job? And I have the moments where I, I drop into like, holy fuck, what if I don't get this job? A little bit of panic, fear, whatever. And now what I my practice has been, okay, go to that space. Go be that person for a moment. Feel that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, but what about, okay, now I'm going to think about this person that did create this amount of, and, and like in that space, I don't necessarily tie it to that job, but just like this amount of freedom, this lifestyle, like I feel that person, I feel a completely different house around me. It's so freaking weird because I can walk around this house that I currently have. And I have moments where like around me, it's a different house. That sounds so I'm sure bizarre to people, but I feel it. Yeah. There is a different home around me. And so I, then I'm like, okay, I can make a choice, go drop into this person that's in a little bit of panic and fear feel into that. And then just like that, I can be over here in this person. That's like, I'm living in a beautiful home. I have all this comfort around me. I can provide myself, my daughter with nourishing food. I, you know, I can do the things that I want to do and I can just swap back and forth. This comes from, I think the, the Frederick, Frederick Dobson, Dodson, whatever those books are. Like he, he kind of says like, just flip back and forth. And you're like, no, I can just choose to stay in this one. I'm choosing this one. I'm just choosing this one. I just keep choosing this one. Yeah. So, and as this, you know, potential job opportunity drags out, I'm like, just keep choosing that one. Just keep choosing that one. <laughs> like, yeah. And that, because it really comes down to as wackadoo as it sounds, right? It comes down to things being in like, the, you know, being in that energy and the frequency, you know, of, of what that desire and as you stay in it, like it does take time for that physically to come to you. Right. But, mm -hmm. but manifesting is all about like making something like from nothing into something like taking yes. something and, you know, and when, when people, especially like when people are like, you know, well, the Bible doesn't talk about manifesting or da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, let's start at the beginning. And the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God and God spoke and they're like, it all came into being. Like, yeah. it, it, like there's so much that happens every single day of just making something that was nothing. It something, well, you know what I mean? Making yes. something from nothing, right? Just from having a thought. And when you choose to step into that, and I'm going to step into that energy and step into that energy. And I always give the example of the Wright brothers, right? And I, yesterday I was talking to a client and he was like, he's like, I need to have, a, I, I should have had a realistic vision. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> I'm like, was the were the Wright brothers realistic? I'm like, because to us, we'd say yes, right? Because we see planes flying all the time, right? Right. We've never seen a plane flying. It, they had the most unrealistic vision ever. And people thought they were crazy, but they weren't focused on reality. They were focused on the vision that they had. And they yes. kept stepping into it. And thank God they did, because now we get to go fly around the world like so easily. See any place we want to see, right? That's 
that's also all relayed in both of these books and and these these materials I've been reading. Um, and so much of it, what I feel like brings me back into my power in this is just reminding yourself that this is you are personally responsible for every single thing. So even when I open up my app and my bank account looks like it's in the negative and I'm like, well, I must have created that. So I'm going to choose differently now. <laughs> I chose that. Apparently I chose that. So that means I can choose otherwise. Yeah, because what's happening now is, is a result of your past choices and your past ways of being, mm -hmm. right? And it can change, right? Yes. Like, and we tend to think, oh my gosh, this is this. So I'm just going to take it into the future. And we keep taking these things into the future with us. And that's why I love the energy work piece of it so much because it's like a, no, I'm cutting it off. I'm not yes. allowing that energy to reside in me anymore. Yes. Anymore. Yes. But I do think whatever we did in that, session because you had a bunch of different modalities the tapping is super powerful for me i've repeated that one a, like a mm -hmm. handful of times i want to not as much as i wish i would have I, i'm probably going to do it in between my next conversation for this potential job is on friday i'm definitely going to be doing that a couple times in between here and then but mm -hmm. um that i think is a big part of helping me more easily shift into that like i think there is some of that stuff that no matter what you want to do with, you know, mindset or your conscious mind, that's all super powerful. And I'm not saying these kinds of shifts can't happen with that kind of work as well, but I think they are facilitated a lot by this other stuff. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to explain how these things work. Is your belief in that system part of why it works? Your belief coupled with my belief, probably even more powerful, right? right. you know? But but I will still always go back to when I was introduced to the heart wall clearing, I thought it was a bunch of horseshit. Yeah. Like I literally was like, whatever, you can do it on me, but it's not going to change anything. So I doubted it a hundred percent. Yeah. And I tried so many other things like this has got to work. This has got to work. Nothing. And it was literally getting like having somebody release my heart wall that I just reluctantly agreed to only to help them because I, it wasn't going to help me. Mm -hmm. When people are like, yeah, you have to believe in it. I'm like, yeah, it definitely can help more because it helps you to see like see things that you might not have seen. But I, I don't know. Like I remember exactly like the moment I was laying in my bed and I was like, I don't feel that heaviness in my heart that I was feeling. The only thing that's different is this heart wall stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something there. Right? <laughs> right. And it's crazy because all my clients who like clients that are, aren't like one-on-one -on -one clients, clients that I have consulting clients with that get sent to me, like they're like, I don't know about this stuff, you know, and, and I don't even do like the deep woo-woo stuff, you know, with them. I just do like certain peripheral stuff and they're just like, holy crap. Like that yeah. was huge. Like I just get them to drop into their body and get the answers from there. And they're like, wow, that was powerful. <laughs> you yes. know? And it does, it does something whether, you know, so I really believe like you can doubt and, and some people will be like, well, I tried it and it didn't really work for me. And I'm like, so, you know, so I just didn't, I don't think it works. I'm like, yeah, I, the shifts, it, it worked. It's just that there's other, like, it's always partnerships. Like you have to. It is. And it's what you choose to see. There's yeah. so much involved in, I mean, we've said this one a hundred times too, but same with me when I've done, especially when I was training in a lot of these things, like you beg your friends to let them, let you do stuff on them. And they're always like, whatever, this is stupid, but sure. If it helps you, same thing you said. Right. And then they'll be like, I don't know. I don't really think it did anything. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't heard you bitch about X. Right. <laughs> so it did something for me anyway, because I don't have to listen to you whine about that anymore. <laughs> and that's why, as you know, and I've said this before, why I do before and after assessments, because we forget, yeah. you know, where we were, you know? Mm -hmm. So speaking of that, so let me just go back to the sheet and just, um, so, you know, when you talked about that fear of financial insecurity, Hey, one of the questions was, um, what does it stop you from doing um, or like for doing or being? And it's it said that I want to see your I have to pull these. 
Okay. I have different yeah. screens. So I want to read it and, and see your face too. Um, it said what you said, it stopped you from doing or from being, and you said from being light and free and open. It stopped you from being the mom that you'd like to be. Um, and he said that it creates physical heaviness for you. Interesting. How, like when you hear those, how, like what comes up for you? I don't feel physical heaviness. I don't, I definitely feel light and free. Like I, that's, I think part of that, the making the concrete decision to leave something that does not fit me that, I mean, how do you not feel lighter when you do that? Regardless of stepping into a huge unknown, which those are usually mildly uncomfortable for me there. I find excitement in unknowns usually. Um, the being the mom part, uh, that's an interesting one to reflect on because I get along very well with my daughter. Perhaps one of the biggest points of contention, though, is how much she wants to just go get Starbucks coffee all the time or go constantly. Every time I see her, it is like, what can we go buy? And that's been a hard one because... Yes, I know I've shifted something. Yes, I know the reflection in the actual numbers in my bank account is coming. I still live in a world where there is a reality piece there. And I don't want to invest our money right now in $10 fucking coffees. <laughs> Sugar and a bunch of stuff that just would not serve her anyway. So exactly. <laughs> there is, but, um, and not to say if I had, you know, 10 times the money, would I think that's a valuable way to spend it? I, I probably wouldn't. Um, but as I'm trying to live in this new space and the act as if piece, that can be challenging because you can't help me find the verbiage for this because I mean, currently, truly, I, I'm not going to just go blow $100 on nonsense. I'm not. That's not yeah. where I'm at today, even though I know my financial situation is different in that I feel different about it. So that's an interesting one as far as, but back to the real statement of being the mom that I want to be. I'm still, I still think, I don't know that being the mom I want to be has anything to do with money, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm just pulling up, um, wanted to see, I know, and I know we talked about this before, so forgive me, but I just wanted to see what your, have you done the sacred money archetypes assessment? I did it on my own and it came up as nurturer. And I know you asked me, what was your secondary one? I don't know. I can't remember if I ever even went that far in the series. Right. Nurturer yeah. was what came up first, which probably makes sense based on what I just said. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes it's not so much a, like, so, like some of it is just our hardwiring and like, you know, I think about if I had won the, the, the Powerball lottery a couple of weeks last week, Seriously, at $2 billion, one person won it. Did you hear really? Yes. No, don't follow it. Like Gosh. every once in a blue moon, I hear about it and I'll go buy a lottery ticket half the time. Like it, I, I don't think, I, I guess my belief in the lottery is not a strong one as far as that being my path <laughs> to wealth, but right. Yeah. But I think about that and I'm like, you know, even if I won that, like, it's just not who I am that I would just go throw money, you know, at like stuff that wasn't like my standards of, of what I'm spending my money on is like, it's got to nurture me. It's got to, you know, it wouldn't be just be like frivolous stuff. And that's just same by how I'm designed. Yeah. So I was talking same. with one friend recently about some luxury car show she was watching and she's naming off types of cars. And I'm like, I have no idea what that even is. And I think even if I had, you know, celebrity kind of money, I can't imagine I would buy 15 weird exotic cars. Like it just, to me, I don't even thing. have a goal to be that level of wealthy anyway, to be honest. I don't think I don't need that much. Um, but yeah, I don't think my, I would love to be the person this goes probably with the nurture archetype, but I would love to be the person that 
if there were a concert or something that I wanted to go to and I wanted to invite my friends and they were like, oh, I really couldn't buy a $200 ticket right now. I would love to be like, no big deal. I got your ticket. It's cool. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> would you buy more? Would you buy more stuff for like sound bath healing? I would buy more, more tools for that. Yes, absolutely. Right. I would buy better bowls. I would buy more because, insurance. Yeah. Because you're nurture, like, and for you, your money making decisions a lot of times is how can this nurture somebody? How can this care for somebody? And even though it's your daughter, you, you know, there's a party that innate knows like this is not nurturing to her. So no. Cause if she was like, you know, Hey, can you, you know, I want to do a Reiki session or something like, you know, be a different like thought. Who wants an electric guitar right now? And that okay. I'm like, I'm willing to buy you a decent starter electric guitar. I need a little guidance on exactly what that is. So I have a friend's going to help me. But like that, I'm like, I want to find a way to have the money to get that for her. Right. Because I, I know my kid, she may like it for about a month and then forget about it. So I'm not going to buy the top of the line right away. But that to me feels like if she has a creative spirit and she wants to, you know, express it musically, I'm fully supportive of that. Yeah. 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 And so that fits into your archetype, which like is a whole other conversation, you know, but it, it yeah. understanding your money archetype helps exponentially to understand how you can like what your what your empowering and disempowering behaviors are. And that's a whole like I'm working on recreating my course and that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that later. But right. um one of the things um, when we did the session with you, like you talked about when you had that belief um, of, uh, you know, financial insecurity, that there was some negative beliefs attached to it. And they were like, why do I clearly have some belief that I need to barely squeak by? <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, what the F, why can't I crack this code? <laughs> yeah. How do those beliefs feel for you right now? I, again, I feel like on one level I've knocked them out and I'm still in the waiting for the proof, yeah. <laughs> but I really feel like that is coming. Like, I feel like there is no question in my mind. The only question mark is, is it this job that I'm like teetering on or is it something else? Mm-hmm. That's the piece I don't quite know yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the fact that you can be in a place of uncertainty and have certainty, that's what everybody wants. Hey, it's not the money, you know, it's not because there are, I, I, I've known, I've flown on private jets with people. I have literally spent lots of time around millionaires, right? And not saying because you're a millionaire, you're going to feel like this, but they're, having millions of dollars doesn't mean having peace, having contentment, having, you know, having a confidence in yourself, having a love and connection for yourself. And ultimately that's what everybody wants. It's not the money, it's the feelings. Because when you have the feelings, you can go generate it anytime. Otherwise yeah. it's, I got to hold on to this because again, if my external world doesn't match up what I think it should be, then I'm going to be in a, in a tizzy where you're like, okay, external doesn't match up, but you know what? Like I got this. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the magic. Yeah. And if we can have both of those, <laughs> right? Like that's when it gets really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to piggyback on something you said earlier too, though, where like um, the concept of somebody saying, you know, if I just make 25 K a month, I'll be happy. Cause I, I have been listening to Abraham Hicks almost nonstop lately. Cause it does kind of help me like help keep me, you know, I saw your post. I do want to talk about that. I don't know if we need to talk about it on this podcast, but yes, I, I did see your thing and I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to ask about that. Um, Cause I've never seen them live, mm -hmm. but anyway, um, I, I do love the idea that they'll, they will always remind you that, it's never done. You're so like, even if your goal is 25 K a month is going to make me happy, you're going to get there and then you're going to want something else. So being okay with the idea that like right now, all I want to know is, did I get this job? And when right. I get it, I'm going to be very happy for several days. And then I'm going to be in the reality of this fucking job. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, 
I want more and that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what we, we forget that it's all a process. It, it is expansion into the embodiment, mm -hmm. living in the embodiment, integrating it, like being it. Actually, that's what embodiment means, right? Embodying it. And then, oh, now there's this next level of embodiment. Right. Right. But, but, and, this, but then there is a satisfaction, right? So like, I, it, I think some people hear that and they think, so you're never going to be satisfied. But like the other piece of it that I feel like has really, really, really been apparent for me is letting it be fucking fun. Yes. You know, because even like I said, I gave the example, I woke up one morning and I'm like, my bank account's really in the negative. And I literally just laughed. I'm like, well, this is, this is funny. And like, Okay, let's see how much fun I can have rectifying that as quickly as possible. And it took me about 40 minutes to turn that around. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, I mean, it's, it's, and then I was like, haha, that's fun. And then I called the bank just out of curiosity. And I was like, can you return the, um, the overdraft fee? And they were like, sure, you're a great, you've been a great and great standing customer, whatever. Put it back. <laughs> and I was like, ding, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. And the more fun that you have, the more you're in, in pleasure, right? The more that you get more of that, right? right? But we're in the energy of like, oh, this has to be hard. And that is such a big one. I mean, so many people I work with, when it comes to money, when it comes to life, it's like, no, this, this should be hard. Like, and if well, it's not hard, then I'm not doing it right. Taking that example, I think, again, I had a choice in how to see that. And there is a version of me that would have freaking dissolved into tears. Like, you have to be kidding me. What the fuck? And then probably something else would have come out and it would have just kept spiraling into worseness. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, then, like, again, I think there's power in how you respond. It's everything. And yeah. I will tell you, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I may have told you this before, but when I, my relationship with money has been, you know, just like many people's like evolving and growing, right. That, um, you know, I think about a kid, I, I don't really have a relationship with money. It was like, I did mature as I got money. I spent it, you know, but I, when I started like having to fill out loans for college, that's when I remember like, <gasps> You know, and I don't remember ever like, no, I don't deserve this money. I was like, I'm going to fill out a loan and I'm going to get this money. Like there was no, you know, but, but the filling out the loan was the loan forms was like, I'm not smart enough. I'm too stupid. I don't understand this. Right. And so that's where so much of my money stuff has come from. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just been like a core thing of like, don't want to feel stupid. Don't want to look stupid. And when I, um, when I got my, buyout from my bakery, you know, I got $120,000, which you know, some people will be like, that's not that much, but like for two years of, you know, creation and stuff. Yeah. That was a great amount of money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I went to a financial advisor for help with it. And, and I don't want to sound like that kind of girl, but like it was a guy and he was just like, well, if you had 250,000, we can help you, but that's just not even that much. <laughs> and it just deflated me so much. And I didn't know what to do with money. And I ended up spending it like so much. And I invested so much of it into myself and my growth, which is obviously worth it. Right. But then it was still like, oh, I'm not smart enough. You know, I couldn't be smart enough to handle this. And so when I went to um, business mastery or no, it was it was wealth mastery, Tony Robbins event, wealth mastery, which I spent a good amount of money on because I was like, oh, this will help me and give me the mm -hmm. information that I need. Mm -hmm. No. It did not at all. Like I think about the work that I do with people and not to be cocky, but I'm like, this is so much more helpful, right? Because you go there and it's a bunch of like, and I'm going to sound like that person again, but like a bunch of old white men telling you how to invest in money. And I'm like, I'm not even there. Like well, me, I I think they have a very narrow one. It's done one way view. And right. this is one thing in my personal current experience, there's a gazillion ways to do everything. Right. There's nobody's one right way. Right? right. Right. And you must have shifted some beliefs around that because, you know, like I obviously you have because you've worked on it. But, um, you know, going back to when 
somebody tells you something like, well, if you had, you know, twice as much money, then maybe we could help you. And your automatic self-talk is to be like, oh gosh, I'm not good enough. Like again, choices. I was watching, this is a totally like different example, but have you watched Love is Blind at all on Netflix? No, I've, I've seen, like, I see it, saw a preview of it, but that's it. Shameful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I start watching it and then I'm like, it's such an interesting way to look at humans. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a bullshit show. Like a, a lot of it's just, but then like you start watching it and it's like, you can't look away. Right. Um, but there was one particular girl on there who I was watching, you know, this whole situation play out. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to give away any spoilers. I'll try to be careful for anyone that hasn't watched the whole thing yet. But, um, you know, she basically blames a guy for, for single-handedly destroying her self-confidence. Right. And as I hear this, I think, well, you mustn't, that's, you chose that because if you, no other person can do X to you unless you subscribe to it. Right. And <laughs> I, I'm going to that because that's where I was going with my, with yeah. my story. Yeah. 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 So when I, when I was at business mastery or wealth mastery and all these, you know, men are talking about this stuff and I'm like, I just need help making money right, right now. Yeah. And I literally sat through that thing and cried for days. Like yeah. I just cried through it. Right. And I, like since then, I've done so much work. And and here's the crazy thing: the more that you work on your self love and respect and confidence, the more that the relationship with money does shift and change. Where I was like, yes, I can receive money, but but I had a big aha recently where I was like, oh my gosh, I realized that I don't trust myself with it. And so that's why it's always like I can have enough, right? But like anything extra, it was it was so massive when I was like, holy crap, this is why I just like, yes, I'll take just enough, but I just don't trust myself with it. And so now I can look back and see why I let that guy deflate me. And instead yes. of saying to him, oh, okay, you can't help me. Great. I'm going to find somebody who can, I'm going to learn how to do this myself. Like, instead I just was like, why? I just cried. And I thought I was like helpless. And, and I didn't, I was giving away to everybody else. Like they have to help me instead of being like, wait, do I trust myself with this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did an empower belief coding session on myself. And I was like, I totally can trust myself with money. Like I, I can yeah. totally do this. I can learn and it's no big deal. Right. But there yeah. was so much of that, like internally, like inside of me of like, nope, can't, 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 can't. And it's like I said, it's not the, I could said, could have said, I trust myself with money. I trust myself with money. I trust myself with money. <laughs> inside of me was like, no, you don't bullshit. Right. 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 So I did that work to ship that energy out. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I do. Yeah. And yeah. In the past, like, yeah, made some dumb decisions. It's all right. I got this. Like that my past doesn't determine my future at all when it comes to money. That's a good one. Your past, like you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You can just choose a new thing right now. Whatever was in the past is in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But that, like, you can choose, like, I hear that. And I know the old me was like, mm -hmm, yeah, I can just choose. And I just thought that was such BS. And it is yeah. true. And you may have some things that are preventing you from just choosing, like, of course, yeah. energy that's stuck. But once you can clear that out, then it's like, oh, I'm just going to choose to be different. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you're feeling like, oh, I can't choose that is an indicator that you have some trapped emotions that are stuck inside of you that literally are stopping you from being able to choose. And yes. we got to clear that out. Like yeah. we have to get that cleared out. Yeah. And that's not an overnight process. Cause if you, I mean, like it is interesting. Cause I mean, we've known each other for years now and between work you did on me, work I've done on myself, getting, you know, stuff with other practitioners, there's been a lot of excavating, mm -hmm. um, but the, these moments where you notice like so concretely that something is different are so fun because even back to the example of this job that I'm, you know, sitting on the edge of when I first applied for it, because I have, I had a little bit of inside information into what the salary range was. I know a different version of me would have initially been like, cause it's more than I've ever made, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would have before looked at it and been like, oh, I must not be qualified for that. And I might have like been like, eh, forget it. I'm not going to apply or whatever. I know I've done that in the past. And mm -hmm. I'm currently sitting in my the job I'm about to leave at a salary that is not sustainable. <laughs> 
And mm -hmm. yet that's from a salary standpoint, it is the most I've made yet to date, but it's now like, it's not, it's not where I see my value anymore. And right. to have looked at a new number and not even questioned that, fuck, yeah, I should go for that job. That right there is a big shift for me. Yeah. Big one. You know? Yeah. That is, it is, it is awesome and big. And yeah. I want to acknowledge that and just be like, yay. Right. <laughs> big. Right. Those wanna... are the things for people to gut check is like when you see something or someone tells you something and you have that like, like there's just some stuff in the way, but it can be moved. Yeah. 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 So I want to, um, Marta asked this question. I want to throw this up oh. on the screen because I think it's really beneficial and I think it's you know, very valid, right? I 100% so, believe that. Yes. There's yeah. so the crap our parents carried in, whether or not they've consciously taught it to us or just carried it in their bodies and it got passed into our bodies and, I think well, race, let, me, let me read it out loud. Let me read it out loud so that the people who are not watching, right? Yes. So I, it says, aside from our beliefs we've made in this lifetime about money, I do think the previous generation's blueprint about money are in our DNA and frequency. And I think that's harder to transform. What are your views on that? Okay, go ahead now. <laughs> Just I agree. No, I agree. Um, I probably will let you speak on, you know, I have my thoughts about like, treatments i hate that word but like i couldn't think of a better one right now but i do think i think for sure that that stuff gets carried like if you've followed bruce lipton and epigenetics and like there's just like so much of that that we don't even realize is passed down and i think there's also so much that comes from your culture and the history of your culture's experiences with that you know and yeah, your family. I mean, I know that there's been for me personally, a lot of undoing around poverty and scarcity that I've had to kind of release. And I can see it so obviously in some family members and then others that clearly it's actually like very much a divide between one side of my family and, you know, my, my maternal and paternal sides. I can just witness it in how the, the younger generations live on either right. side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some exceptions, but I think that's true. I think that's very true. But yeah. um, so I, yeah. there's there's absolute truth. I mean, we can look at cultures, you know, we look at um, look at the Jewish culture right? and there are character traits right, that are passed down. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of shame like still happening, you know, in that in that culture, you know, that has come from generation to generation of what the Jewish culture endured. Right. There's. You can see these character traits. And but yet it, there's a stereotype that Jewish people are often quite wealthy. Right. Well, I mean, just shame overall, right? And yeah. just like who they are and stuff like that, right? Um, and yeah, wealthy because it's like, I got to hold on to this, right? Because there was so much scarcity. Oh, right? true. So I guess there's also, I mean, there's just stereotypes. I'm not saying oh. we agree with these. Right. Just going to put that disclaimer out there. <laughs> yeah. Stuff does get passed down. And that's yeah. why people are like, well, everybody in my family, I want us to be careful and notice, right. That we like, oh, well then this is hard to transform. Once we've looked at like latched onto that belief of like, this is hard to change. Right. Then we just keep bringing that. Like, and, yeah. and what if we were like, you know, well, what if, what if I could change that in an instant? What if, Yes. You know, I became aware of this thought that I've been carrying around that wasn't mine, that went back generations and generations. And I just decided, like, I'm going to move that out of my body. I think that goes for health, too. If you right. think, you know, I can't, I can't even think of a disease. I mean, cancer is always a good example as far, not good. But like, if you think cancer runs in your family, that every woman in your family gets breast cancer, you automatically, just by believing that every woman in your family has this fate, you are so much more likely to also have that fate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know my, my family and diabetes runs in the family and I've had cousins mm -hmm. be like, well, everybody runs in the family. And I'm like, I'm not turning on that switch. That's no, exactly. It literally, switch. that's so oversimplified, but the more that I practice that, I'm like, it, it, it's, it is a switch. And I can say this with being a complete example of my family that always gets a long list of ailments that I right. miraculously didn't get. Yeah. 
And so there's a lot when it comes to family and money stuff. And it's in my, my sweet money freedom course, like we, we unpack this, like a lot of the money, you know, family, familiar, familiar, you know what I mean? I can't say the word, um, family stories around money, right? Yeah. Like is there's a lot of, if I have more money, like who, who's going to be mad at me? Who will I lose? What relationships will I lose? Like there are things around that, you know, but if we make the choice and say, yeah, there are some things and I'm going to let this healing be easy. Right. There, that can shift and change, you know, change things. Um, so let me just say, she says, I'm referring to the frequency that you're not even aware of the thought patterns or something tangible to work on, but what about the unknown energy weighing us down? Yeah. And so that's where like doing the work, like literally get putting yourself in environments of people who are working through this, because then you're like, oh my gosh, wait, you hear something and you're like, that is something that I've carried around. Like I said, like where I was just identified, wait, I don't trust myself with money. Cause I was in a group, you know, where people are working on this stuff. And this woman said, said this thing about, she's like, I'm mad. I always manifest money after I've spent it. And I was like, holy shit balls. <laughs> right. And as they were talking through it and, and, and talking about like her reason for doing that, I was like, that's not my reason. And, you know, came, came through me eventually what my reason was like, as you, when you make the conscious decision to heal the money stories that you may not even know what they are, they will start to come up. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, as you know, like from working with me, Deb and stuff, like I'll send a list of people and be like, here, here's a list of statements, go through and rate them, like see how they feel. Right. And we start working through those things. Cause sometimes some people's like statements, there's one statement that for you may be like an energetic charge of a 10, somebody else is a zero, but it just took seeing that statement. Um, but in order, like you, in order to bring it to the, the unknown to the known, you have to put yourself in the environment, you know, of people working through that stuff so that it can like yeah. shed light on it because the only time it can be healed is when light is shed on it. Yeah. I will say also, since I have become, um, Reiki attuned and working with people one-on-one -on -one for Reiki sessions and, that's like a completely different practice than what I've done in the past. And when I am working on someone in a session, and normally I do these like in person, I don't really, I haven't done a lot of virtual ones, but um, sometimes I will get certain, you know, just messages, images, something that I think um, might help them with that conscious awareness. But sometimes it really is like a very subtle, I think maybe along the lines of what she might've been referring to where Sometimes it it really is almost like a very subtle clearing of some of these things that are just down deep and lodged in our bodies. And this is an energy that will help move it and release it. And we don't necessarily always have to bring it up into our thinking mind and process it. I think they're complementary, right? I don't yeah. know. People have different views on that, but um Personally, I do think it works. And again, it's not going to be something that's like overnight, you're going to go to one Reiki session and all of a sudden all of your freaking 13 generations of trauma around money are resolved. It's not that simple. Right. Well, and it's like when you start resolving the known ones, right? right. It's back layers of the onion. You start resol resolving the known ones and known ones. And then you're like, oh, okay, there's this one. Oh, okay. There's this one. Yeah. So Okay. So I want to wrap this up is that you can see Charlie's in the background, like, uh, time to go out. It's time to go play. <laughs> oh, he knows you're talking about him. All I have are sleepy rabbits taking baths. Rabbit. They still can't be seen. There they are. <laughs> They're so cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's like, it, now the daylight savings has changed, you know, Hey, well, he, oh, we will always go out like around five o'clock. So now like three 30, he starts staring at me. Cause that would be four 30, you know, normally. And he just, he just looks at me like, can we yeah. go out? Can we go out? Can we go out? <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, you know, if, if, if you're hearing this and be like, oh my gosh, I have so many blocks around money, right? Like I am, and I, I haven't told you about this Deb. We spin a bit. Then we talk, like I have this new course that I am working on that is going to be amazing where we're going to work on the energetic blocks. Like you'll get one-on-one -on -one time with me to clear this stuff out. We're also going to be, there's going to be video, video modules of branding and marketing and like pricing and like all this amazing stuff, like an understanding your sacred money archetype and how that plays into your relationship with money. Um, so much, oh, there, I, 
there's so much stuff in this, that, this course I'm so excited about. Um, so that'll be coming out in the next couple of months. I'm hoping like early next year, there's a lot of stuff that I need to do for it. But, mm-hmm. um, but even in the meantime, if you're like, have some things that you're specifically like, I feel really blocked on this. Let's get on the phone. Let's do an empowered belief coding session. Cause as you can see with Deb, like, yeah, the money totally isn't there yet, but she has that peace and certainty that that is what ultimately we're going for. And we want the money, right? But if you're sitting there and be like, yeah, but it didn't really work because you didn't have the money. Like when you can get in that energy that she's in now of just like, cut this, it'll be okay. Like that is effing amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, reach out to either of us. Let's get your heart wall cleared out. Let's clear out that energy because you have so much to offer the world and being stuck and held back by these things that are just weighing you down is not the life that you're meant to live at all. Right. It's really yeah. not. So right. just got a message. David said you two are back. Yes, we are. Took us a minute. We're and back. you know, by the next time we record, we'll have some more definitive, uh, answers on something i will say even just months ago i did have this like prediction of i'm not going to be in this job by the end of the year i just remember that that just was like remember you said that came back to my mind Mm -hmm. Um, and here we are i'm not going to be in my current job by the end of this year (laughs) and i didn't even have to know for sure what was next (laughs) yes that yes when you can be in that yeah um, oh, what? So one more. And just put this up. Sorry, I know we said we're leaving, but I think the focus on clearing and getting aligned works better than trying to constantly manifest. I yes. agree with that too, because the alignment, the feelings. This is what we say all the time. That's the manifestation. People mm-hmm. get mixed up in. I'm trying to create like it's it's everything we've just been saying, right? The the I'm trying to create the external proof is not really where what you're trying to create, right? You're trying to feel good. That's what you're trying to do is feel good. Yeah. It's a feeling that you're going for always when Uh you can, when you can really grasp that, even though people are like, no, but I want this thing. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So from that feeling point, like then, then all those other things come. So yeah. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in and for listening and, um, we're going to have some fun news, but this really ultimately Deb is the most fun news. So I don't like whether you get the job or not, like, I don't care. It's more that you are stepping into this power of like, you got this no matter what. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. We'll see you all next time. Bye.